This is a radio show for people with problems, home improvement problems, that is, and for people who want common sense guidance on how to build green and live a more sustainable lifestyle. Send an email or call into the show. The Mighty House crew is on the job. This is Mighty House. All right. Hey, we're back. And uh, we've got a, uh, a special series that we're going to put together for you this, this uh, over the next couple of weeks. And what we want to do is kind of go over how to select a contractor. And uh, there's a bunch of different segments to this. So I think we've got a total of nine segments. Yellow pages? No, yellow pages. Done? What the hell is that? <laughs> yellow pages? They got yellow pages online. <laughs> we don't need no stinking yellow pages. Okay. All don't we need go is... to yellow pages? No, no, no. We don't need All to right. use the yellow pages. So All we're right. going to we'll go over. How... Well, how... A good, safe way to hire a contractor so that you don't end up on the news. Correct. You don't want to be on the news. It's, that's not the way All to right, go. Cool. And so before we get started, uh, we want to say thanks to the Niles Design District, which you can see right over there on the other side of Rich. Uh, go mm-hmm. to NilesDesignDistrict.com for more information. There are a lot of good contractors out there, and uh, Niles Design District, they have a lot of supplies, different things like that. So if you're doing some remodeling, you want to check out the Niles Design District right there. Go ahead. Hit it, hit it Rich. Put your hand up there. Go quick, quick, before it switches. There. That right there. There, you go. there we go. And uh, nice. make sure you subscribe and uh, click on the bell so that that way, I think it's over here somewhere. Anyway, <laughs> and uh, hit the bell and subscribe. And uh, that way you'll be notified next time we go ahead and get this going. So, uh, again, we've got six segments. And uh, we're going to do this, how to select a contract. We're going to sprinkle these in over the, the next couple of weeks and, and do some of these. So how to select a contractor. The first thing we want to do is what, which we want to. Well, where do you start? Get started. We don't okay, know where so, to go. Well, let's let's determine what the project is, the scope you, of the project. Your yellow pages. No, we have to determine the project <laughs> even before we go to the yellow pages. Okay. All right. Because if you don't know what you're doing, you know, if you, you don't call the a plumber, you know, if you wanted a new uh, wall unit built. Correct. Right. So we need to decide on the scope of work. What do we want to do? And then how involved is it? So do we want to build a new house? Do we want to do an addition? If we're doing an addition, are we going to be doing structural changes or are we just updating? Right. You know, or like a more like a standard remodel gut and change. Right. Um, So the reason that matters is what kind of design team you're going to need to get a permit. Right. Yeah. So. So. You can you could try and general contract this thing yourself, which I think Rich and I would both uh, agree that it's not something you want to do. If you've got a full time yeah. job and you want to take on another full time job, then go ahead, try it. But uh, I don't think it's uh, something you're going to normally want to do. Hire a general yeah. contractor and let them bring in all the different subcontractors. Make sure they get the the plumber, the electrician. They're doing the permitting. They're doing all that stuff for you. And that's what they get paid to do is to move the paperwork and make sure people show up on time. What's the number one project that that people hire a contractor for? Is it usually kitchen, kitchen remodel? Okay. Yeah, kitchen, kitchen and baths are number one. Basement. Okay. And they're definitely the biggest return on investment, kitchens sure. and bathrooms. Sure. You know? so, so, but again, going back to what, you know, when you hire, let's just say you're looking to hire a general contractor. And I would agree with Ron that, yes, you're better off hiring one than trying to general the job yourself, unless you've got lots of spare time and you want to do it. Right. 
But typically, you don't really know what you're looking at. If you don't even understand the terms, what we call things, it's very hard to communicate with the subcontractor and get things done. The other thing is that if you're a one and done, you're a homeowner doing your own job, you are not the contractor's bread and butter. Right. But in my company, I hire this plumber and I've been working with him for 15 years. So when I ask him to come over and do something, he's like, yes, because he knows he'll get more work from me. Right. A one and done is never going to get the level of service that a general contractor will. Correct. Right. Now, if you're worried about saving the money, we'll get into that in another segment <laughs> later yeah. on when we talk about different types of contracts. So here's another side of this, though. Um, when we talk about the design team, it's important, going back to where I started, is how big of a job is it? Do you need an architect? Mm -hmm. uh, again, if it's a big project with structural changes and things like that, then, yeah, you kind of need an architect. Right. But one of the things that we always try to tell people is that you really should decide, find your builder prior to anything prior to designing it, prior to hiring an architect. And here's the reason why. I can hire an architect and I can pay him $4,000 to do a set of drawings for me. Mm -hmm. And I can go out old school and I can send this out to a whole bunch of guys to get pricing. Sure. And what I get back, maybe two times <laughs> what my budget was. Right, right. So now, not only am I not moving forward on my dream job, right. but I already spent four grand on drawings that I now can use shred them when we have the next toilet paper shortage. Correct. Correct. So that's what pushes us towards design build as the team. Right. So you can go with a design build firm who has a licensed designer and or architect on staff, uh, a general contractor's license, if all that applies. Sure. And so on. Or you can go find a reputable general contractor get comfortable with him by doing the proper interviews with previous clients, subcontractors and all that. And we'll get into all the questions to ask later. Right. But then that you, the general contractor and your designer, whether it's a designer or architect work together because the general contractor is going to have an idea what stuff costs. And when they go, yes, we want white Carrera marble all throughout your general contractor goes, no, 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 no. Porcelain's going to be just fine. And now you're on budget again. Yeah. Yes. And, and that, that, that makes a huge difference. Like, like Rich said, get your design team together and then you know what your budget is. Don't be afraid sure. to tell them. You also want to make sure that when we get into budgeting later, make sure you got 20% sitting back. You don't, if you've got a hundred grand to spend, don't, don't be planning to spend a hundred. So you want to be holding back a little bit because you're going to run into something else that you're going to want to change. You're going to, once you start seeing the space evolve, you're going to go, Ooh, can we do this? You know, so you want to keep, keep a little bit in reserve when you're doing it. So if you're doing a larger project, get your design team together. If you're doing something smaller and uh, you're just doing a kitchen or a bathroom, you may be able to go straight to a, a, a kitchen designer or a or bathroom, somebody that does just kitchens and baths and get those mm -hmm. done and work directly with them. So there's a couple different options you've got there with that. And obviously smaller projects, there's a bunch of handyman services or small project people that have small right. project events that can handle that for you also. So determine the scope of the work. If you have any, que any questions on whether or not you need somebody with a designer and architect, call the building department. Your building department will tell you if you need an architect, if you need permits, all that stuff. So that that way, you know, and at least you're informed when you start interviewing contractors. 
Because they may come in and say, oh, no, you don't need a contractor to put a new foundation under your, or you don't need a permit to put a foundation underneath your house. Well, yeah, you do. <laughs> so Yeah, that's know. pretty major structural. I right. would definitely think that would definitely go there. Right. Anything that holds something else up or delivers power or water. Yes. Life safety issues. They are going to require permits. I mean, technically, you need a permit to change an outlet. Right. If you're a licensed electrician going in somebody else's home, technically you're supposed to. Right. They don't really enforce that because it's considered more maintenance. But again, by the letter of the code, it can get pretty dicey. Correct. All right. So you've got your design team all set up. You decided you're going to, you know, work with Ron because he's a, a well -known, well known general contractor who really knows his stuff. And Infamous. you're going to hire. <laughs> Yeah, in his area. <laughs> yeah, in this room. <laughs> in this room. No, but then, you know, um, and you've got your architect or designer lined up. Somebody that, and you know what, just a quick word about that too. Um, I, right currently, I work with five different architects and I literally can go by any house, not just a house we built, any house, and I can tell you who the architect was. Yep. They all have different styles. Right. So if there's a particular style that you're really shooting for, please, before you even hire an architect or designer, ask to look at some of their previous drawings, elevations and stuff. And if it doesn't quite hit, it's not what you're looking for, move along. Right. Nothing to see here. Move along. Get, you know, until you find that one that his style matches yours. Right. Oh, and the other part of that, too, is some draw just to big, just just enough to get the permits. And that may be all mm -hmm. you need. Others do that architectural design and they get into the stuff Rich is talking about. That's going to be a different budget level. So, you know, as you're interviewing contractors, your contractor then can put you in touch with the right um, architect. And we work with all different kinds of architects based on what the client's needs and desires and budget is. So right. you know, find your contractor. This, this get three bids thing is. Yeah. Is, so that brings goofy. us to the next one. How many bids should you get? So you notice we already kind of said we've already hired our general contractor. <laughs> yeah. Now the general contractor on your behalf can go out and get three plumbing bids. Mm -hmm. You know, find out who's going to do the best job for you at a most most cost effective. But thing is, this is getting a little ahead of ourselves when we talk about contracts. But if you do a fixed price contract, there's it doesn't really matter because Ron can shop it to 10 different plumbers because if he's trying to maximize profits, then he'll go with the cheapest plumber, which is also a recipe for problems. Right. We go with people that we've worked with over and over. So again, not trying to get ahead of us, but that's why we don't do that fixed price right. contract. You're better off with a cost plus so that you can look at the invoices, look at the bids, open dialogue. Right. And cost plus is simply... Here's the three plumbing bids that I got from my three current plumbers. And this guy is the middle because that's typically what you'd want. You throw away the low guy because he obviously forgot something. And the other <laughs> high price guy is the guy who just added ten, another 10% in case he missed something. Right. So your middle bid is actually the more accurate one. Right. In, uh, in most cases. And yeah. the, the other part of that is if, as you start interviewing people, you may not find somebody, it's just because he's the middle guy, you may not like him. You know, mm -hmm. it's not, it's, there's a personality conflict and don't hire him just because of the number. Make sure that this, this guy is going to be in your house for days mm -hmm. and days on end. His team's going to be in your house. So you want to make sure that you get along with them. 
Don't hire them just because of the number. Make sure you get along with them. And you may go back to that guy that was a little less expensive because you liked him better and say, hey, I think you might have missed something. Here's, the, here's what I got. I got numbers from everybody else that's a little more expensive. Don't hire mm -hmm. him just because he's the cheapest. And then find out all of a sudden here, now he's going to walk in later and start adding things. And say, oh, well, right. I forgot this and I forgot that. Which, again, right, and we'll cover that more when we talk about bids and specifications and selections because that's sure. a whole topic in itself. <laughs> yes, it is. So, so, so when you're selecting your contractor, make sure you're good, there's going to be a good fit, that you like them, that you, you know you can work with them because they're going to be in your house. You're going to be having coffee in the morning with them and setting up the dinner table at night with them. So make sure you like them because they're going to be there Monday through right. Friday. So that kind of brings us to the end of the first segment. We pretty much covered yes. where you're going to start. You're going to put together your design team. And then, like I said, we just touched on how many bids. And we'll get into that more in depth when we talk contracts and so on when we get into specifications and the types of contracts. So hopefully right. this gets you enough to think about until we get to the next segment. And, and if you're going for a basic kitchen remodel, basic bathroom remodel, you don't need all the design team stuff, and you're getting just getting quotes, you might need six. You might need two. You don't know until you run into the right person that's got the right budget and, the, and you feel comfortable with them. So this just pick three to me is just, it's a bunch of hooey. <laughs> you figure out who it is that you're working with and then that's so you how you go in a phone book that's eight years old. And if the guy answers <laughs> the phone, you know it's good because he's been around for eight years. You there never you use the new phone book. <laughs> if you even have a phone book in your house. Yeah, anymore. nobody has a phone book anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you're enjoying this, make sure you uh, stay tuned because we're going to be putting some more of these together. Should be a total of six of these segments. So uh, check it out. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, click the bell, and uh, we'll get in touch and keep it square and level. Until next time. Until next time. I had this pickle <laughs> in my throat for the past five minutes. Located on Milwaukee Avenue, the Niles Design District is a home improvement destination for consumers, designers, and contractors. For those looking to renovate a kitchen or a bathroom, expand with a new addition, or enhance their curb appeal, Niles Design District in Niles, Illinois offers everything in one convenient location. It's your road to a better home.